Magna Carta Bill of Rights The Constitution, what's it worth? You know they're gonna grind us down uh, Until it really hurts Is this a sovereign nation? Or just a police state? Patrick Wood, I think they're trying to shut us down, my friend. I think they're trying to silence us. They don't like what they're hearing from uh, from Stand and Deliver and Citizens for Free Speech every week. They're, they're doing everything they can to kill our connection, aren't they? It seems that way. It's just like Murphy's Murphy's Law and all that kind of stuff. And somebody suggested that, that Murphy, uh, well, it was O'Toole's Law, I think, actually, that suggests that Murphy was an optimist. <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're suffering from is O'Toole's law. Then <laughs> that's funny stuff. I, well, I, welcome. I, I'm sorry. Welcome everyone to uh, episode 56, our weekly podcast of uh, citizens for free speech. We call it stand and deliver. I'm Bob France, the national communications director. And I'm Patrick Wood, the director and founder of citizens for free speech. Welcome to this. Yeah. Episode 56. I can't believe it. We're into our second year and uh, we're still talking about free speech every day day every week i see news stories that are pivotal on the free speech first amendment issues there's no way we could cover them all we could probably do a two or three hour program every day and really not cover everything but we only got 30 minutes a week so bob you're right take it take it from the top what's what's the top story today well, I'll be 100% honest with you here, Patrick. I don't think it is the top story of the day. In fact, the story yeah. is about, well, it's only a couple of days old. It was from this week. But it's a story that doesn't have to do with our First Amendment because it's not our country. It's Canada. Right. But the reason I want to talk about this with you and present this to our yes. Citizens for Free Speech members and our podcast fans and so forth is because what I see happening up there today, I see happening here tomorrow based only on, mm -hmm. on, on our current course, exactly. that if we don't get a course correction, this is what's coming here. And what's coming here, it's a short video that I tweeted about earlier this week, uh, a couple of days ago. A 16-year-old kid up in uh, Ontario at a Catholic yeah. high school, no less, 16-year-old kid was suspended from St. Joseph Catholic High School in Ontario for daring to challenge and protest the idea of boys and girls using the same restrooms or in other vernacular trans, you know, the trans bathroom issue about biological males using biological yes. females restrooms and so forth. So he didn't like it. He complained about it. He also declared when asked that God created two genders. There aren't 50 genders like, you know, there's the, the current, mm -hmm. the wave and the debate is. So the leadership of the school, so goes the report, told him that his continued presence in the school would be, quote, detrimental to the physical and mental well-being of transgender students, end quote. So in other words, he was told to get out. Yeah. Well, the young man, being 16 years old and feeling as if he didn't do anything wrong and he wants his education mm -hmm. and doesn't want to drop out nor be expelled, went back to class. When he went back to class, they called Canadian police and got him arrested for trespassing. So when I tweeted on this, Patrick, uh, after I read it, my, my tweet was very, very short and simple. And my tweet was, Canada today, America tomorrow. Because that is literally the direction yep. we are get going with cancel culture, with workers in corporations, 
if you complain about any of those types of policies, things that, and I'm not going to debate the merits of it all. Yes. I mean, we, everybody knows, everybody who knows me and has watched us knows how I feel about the issue mm-hmm. itself. But, but the idea that somebody cannot express how he feels about an issue and still be allowed to go to work, or in this kid's case, go to school, yeah. because what he said was so alarming and so dangerous and so physically and mentally harming to somebody else, he's not allowed to say it anymore or he will be removed, which of course he was. And Patrick, we're seeing this here. We're seeing this literally yes, yeah. in American schools. Not Nobody's yeah. been taken away in cuffs yet for trespassing for this, but they are telling kids and they are telling parents, if you want to stay in these schools, you will use the pronouns that you're told to use for different people. You will mm-hmm. use and you will accept the fact that there may be somebody of a different biological gender who identifies as yours in your locker room, in your shower room, in your bathrooms, and so on and so forth, or you will, again, be canceled. And there are a lot of detrimental um, things that happen to somebody when they're quote-unquote canceled, particularly with your permanent record, your college admissions. You know, this is all Mm -hmm. going to be on this kid's high school record, no matter what happens to him from this point. So, Pat, I I wanted to bring it up because I want to bounce it off of you. Yeah. And and anybody's listening to this podcast, I would love to get their thoughts on this too. If you can make comments, because um, I, I really truly believe this, we are not far away from uh, from this happening, from handcuffs on either adults or kids for saying or believing or expressing the wrong things in front of the wrong people who are so mm-hmm. upset that they're going to end up calling police on them. Yes, and and I have to say uh, this is very unfortunate too. But right now, President Biden has issued an executive order that is one of those whole of government type executive orders where it's not just directed at like the EPA or some other agency or the Treasury or whatever, but a whole of government approach to institutionalizing the whole concept of equity in our government across the board. Every agency is supposed to participate in this. Every agency is supposed to transform and of course, this will bring this kind of Canadian uh, oppression into America from top to bottom. If this becomes an official federal program, now some states I'm sure will push back on this. That, that can be expected, but for the most part, this will trickle down and people that are trying to trip up the country and suppress free speech, they will test that everywhere they can so we can expect these types of accusations, at least, even if the police don't come and, you know, take somebody away in handcuffs, they could, but even if they don't, um, students are going to be in the same, same boat. Those who just are uncomfortable, let's just use that word, those who are uncomfortable with that, like the girls who go into the girls' bathroom and they're uncomfortable with a with a uh, somebody who claims to be a female but still has a you know what um, you know package whatever comes in and uses the same bag they feel uncomfortable with that well their feelings have no merit apparently they can't complain and of course the reverse is true with males I don't know that males would be nearly as upset as girls but uh, you know to have a female come in to a biological female to come into a men's bathroom because they shut the stall door, you know, and they go away. But <clears throat> we could see this happening in America within months where there's an institutional press from the top down to f- enforce equity everywhere. So it's closer than we think. 
It is. Uh, and first of all, I th- you know, it, the bathrooms aren't <clears throat> quite as much of the issue, I yes. think, for most as what, what, the, the, what they're attached to. Yes. Locker rooms where you change for gym class, yes. for sports, and so on and yes. so forth. Shower rooms and so forth. Um, there's a young swimmer, um, uh, a world-class uh, NCAA All-American swimmer uh, named Riley Gaines. I believe University of Kentucky... Mm-hmm. But everybody, you know, you and I have talked, uh, you know, last yes. year during the entire swimming situation in the NCAA with the uh, biological male named Leah Thomas from Penn, from the University of Pennsylvania, right. who was, you know, swimming with, uh, you know, uh, excuse me, swimming against these girls. And while that's an issue all unto itself, it's the fact that he went into the women's locker rooms to change for his uh, races and then, you know, of course, to change out of them right back and take showers and so forth after that. And... What you just said, Patrick, is key. The girls who were extremely uncomfortable that he was literally nude with his male genitalia there for all to see, didn't attempt to cover, they couldn't say a word at the time. And it's Mm -hmm. only after the season ended and only after she's out of school because she was afraid of what you just said, being canceled. Like the young man up in Canada. If she would have complained, oh my gosh, he just showed his, you know, his his junk or whatever your package, whatever you want to call. she knew there was going to be a massive backlash against her, so she had to hold her complaint, as did others, mm-hmm. until after she, the season was over, after it was done. And now they can't tell the story without tears. They're talking yeah. about, look, this yeah. made us extremely uncomfortable. We weren't going to drop our towels and stand there changing nude in front of a man who's standing there with his own you know, uh, body hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, we, and we were helpless. No one looked out for them. No yeah. one looked out yeah. for those girls. Just like, I don't know what's going on in Canada right now, Pat, but nobody is looking out for this kid that we know of right now. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what Canadian yeah. law is going gonna, is gonna to hold to this, but I will say this, like I said earlier, Canada today, and we are on the verge of America tomorrow. Yes, so. yes. This, this is just so short-sighted. You know, if you, well, I won't say you, but if a person, <laughs> but if a, if, a, if a guy put on a trench coat, and took off all of his clothes otherwise, but put on a trench coat over his bare skin and walked down the street and found somebody standing on a street corner and whatever and whipped open his, his coat and said, I don't know what he'd say, but you know, yeah. he's naked, right? Underneath. Yeah. How long would it take the police to come and arrest that person and throw him in the clink for the next six months or a year? It would, yeah. it would happen so fast that it'd make your head in, spin. Indecent but, exposure, flashing, I think is what it's yes. called being a flasher, but absolutely right. But, yes. But you go can, on. But you can do it legally in a, in a, in a, in a high school or whatever, in a bathroom. Uh, it makes absolutely no sense. And this is a small issue. We should probably say this is really a small, small issue and not representative of the problems that our whole culture faces. But because a small issue carries over into all the large issues that we're talking about because when somebody has an opinion I, and it doesn't matter what the opinion is if somebody has an opinion they should not be forcibly shut up or punished for having that opinion this goes anywhere i don't care how outrageous it is people are allowed to have their opinion now those 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 trans girls or guys they have a right to their opinion too but they should have no expectation of being able to shut somebody else up for their contrary opinion, period. That's supposed to be the way free speech works in America. If you don't like their opinion, don't just don't deal with it. Turn the set off, turn whatever, turn your mind off. But you have a right to dissent without fear of being punished for it. Mm-hmm. 
If that's the violation of free speech we're talking about here. In which, by the way, which is this kid in Canada? Yeah. Major, major props to him. That's courage. He yeah, knew so. if he went back in there, there, there was going to be repercussions. They told him to leave because his presence and not wanting to be in a, in a private situation with somebody of the opposite sex, which of course goes against virtually every cultural yes. norm since the history of, of Western civilization and the nuclear <laughs> yes. family and mm-hmm. males and females in private spaces. Since yes. he went in there, he knew there'd be repercussions and he did it anyway. Yeah. Riley Gaines and the other girls didn't. I'm not... I'm not I'm not condemning them whatsoever because yeah. I think it's yeah. very sad that they have to tell yeah. their story now after the fact. Um, yeah. But I want to go back to one other thing you said when you said, you know, if somebody flashes in public, you know, they're going to be locked up or at least they're going to be cited. If they do it again, they'll probably be, you know, uh, yeah. probation and then maybe, uh, you know, mm-hmm. then maybe some jail time. But if they do it in a locker room, it's OK. No, it's only OK if you tell somebody that you think you are the opposite sex. Yes. It's the same thing with these drag shows. There is a yeah. massive free speech issue here that we should talk about that the left, again, I don't want to make this political, but it's yes. ideological. It's ideological. Mm-hmm. Those who support the drag time uh, uh, shows for quote unquote all ages, these drag shows, these all age drag shows, bring your kids to watch grown men wearing very sexualized clothing, usually like lingerie or something mm-hmm. of the sort, all made up and everything else, and then shaking and twer- twerking and doing all mm-hmm. kinds of very vulgar, sexually aggressive things in front of children, while the children are handed dollars by their adults, their parents for some reason, to go and tip these guys and to normalize that behavior. Those people, Pat, are trying to cloak themselves in the First Amendment and say, we have a right to be able to express ourselves how we want. Mm-hmm. And... And while they might have a point, they don't. And the reason why is the First Amendment does not dictate appropriateness when it comes to ages of consent. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason you can't take your seven-year-old son into a strip club and watch a girl get naked. You can't take a seven-year-old into a drag bar and watch a grown man get half naked. So I I like to, or at least you shouldn't be able to, but, but they're saying that you can. And I liken this, this is the reason I brought it up, you brought up the flasher idea. Mm -hmm. If a grown man walked up in that same trench coat you talked about before, and didn't wasn't nude underneath, but had a women's lingerie outfit with a thong and everything else, and walked up to your children's playground at school, took the trench coat off and started dancing and shaking his thonged rear end in front of these children, everybody who saw it would call the police. And they would call the police and that individual would be arrested. But if that same individual says, yeah, but I really feel like a girl, and we call this a drag show, now there's Mm -hmm. not an arrest. Now there's applause because it's so diverse and it's so wonderful. So there has to be common sense and appropriateness that needs to be taken into consideration when we talk about free speech. So what you're saying is it depends on what side of the fence you're on when you do it. (laughs) <laughs> almost literally <laughs> if you're on the outside of the fence you're going to get arrested if you're on the inside of the fence you're going to be applauded yeah you're yeah okay. very I, very I very, very much it. so isn't that crazy and <laughs> so so that's you know this is this is the culture that we find ourselves you know yes. or the culture shift i guess that we find ourselves in the middle of right now we have to figure out how we're going to handle it are we going to let yes, kids be because ar- because again in a normal circumstance if that if that guy isn't doing what is called a drag show he gets arrested if he calls it a drag show he gets applauded well you know if somebody complains about it if somebody complains about it they're like yeah good job if it, if it's you know just uh, yep. n- not called a drag show but if somebody calls the cops on a drag show where the exact same behavior is say, taking 
taking place in the yeah. exact same manner with the mm -hmm. exact same underage audience, yeah. he'll be he'll be canceled. He'll be called a bigot. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Let this man perform his show. Uh, don't would you have something against art? Yes, <laughs> something against oh. his expression, free expression. Yeah. Yeah. So all of it is just so upside down, and that's why yeah. CFFS <laughs> exists, by the way, because we've got to try to make sense out of this for people. Boy, I'll say for sure. And I'm I'm gonna you brought up the the concept of swimming. Uh, well, not concept, but whatever the, the that gal story, was, yeah, the, yeah the, the the swimming issue, um, co college competition. I I have to bring up the story because this is related because it involves Sports Illustrated, the magazine, <laughs> and of course, historically, Sports Illustrated has never been applauded for its great great stories, right? I mean, they're they're not like uh, you know the best journalistic um, you know writers in the whole world. But they do have the swimsuit issue every now and then, and people just go wild over the swimsuit issue, right? Well, let, let me tell you what this what I'm talking about here with Sports Illustrated. Uh, of course, swimming is a big thing. Um, Sports Illustrated has announced that it is going to use programs like ChatGPT, which we've talked about before, artificial intelligence. They're going to use ChatGPT and other things like that to write stories, to generate stories for the magazine. And so the journalists that normally write, they, you know, well, they're, they're going to be kind of out on the margin because what they're saying is, well, we're still going to have everybody, everybody's going to read what, what ChatGPT puts out just to make sure that it doesn't say something that's on the wrong side of the fence. <laughs> and, and so... Uh, that's what they hide behind. But you know, in time, half the journalists are going to be fired probably everywhere in the country because of this laziness that people can now get their articles from an artificial intelligent program. And the re this, here's the reason I bring, there's two reasons I bring this up. We could talk about the, the overall societal effects, I suppose, of chat GPT and what it's doing to high school students and academics and other things like that. But here's my question. And I ask you this question. You gave me a thumbs down on the on the, the the emoji, but when when a national magazine is generating text for stories from an artificial intelligent program, does that text have the right to hide behind free speech concepts? Not not spoken by a human, spoken by a program generated independently by a program and if that if that text is presented to the public does the publisher of that information have any expectation that they can fall back on free speech if somebody doesn't like what they said or what the program said or should the program be treated like a person now this is a slippery slope because other people have asked Will AI programs ultimately have human rights? I know that sounds crazy, but there's people actually talking about this right now. This kind of brings up, this is my question on this. I said, well, how does free speech, you know, what do you do with free speech when you know that artificial intelligence is generating the program? You can't necessarily, you know, go and blame, I don't know, the person pushing the button on chat GPT. What, you know, how do we address this one? 
Well, I suspect you know the answer because you know the danger of AI and you write and have researched for many, many years and decades really about transhumanism and the idea of granting personhood or personal rights or human rights to a machine, to an artificial intelligence program. Yes, it was designed by a machine but every, or by a human, but everything is designed by a human that doesn't grant it personal, civil or, or constitutional rights. So we cannot get into the business of, of granting it personhood. Having said that, your question, the way you phrased it, and maybe we can reevaluate the way that was asked, but if the, the AI chat G, whatever it's called, what is it, chat G, GPT? Yeah, GPT. GPT. If, um, if the artificial intelligence um, machine produces content that you said we don't like, um, can we protest it or can we, what can we do about it? Or do, does the machine have the freedom of speech? Um, that's care. That's, that's a very carefully worded thing because we don't get to, we don't get to cancel anybody if they say something we don't like. It's the nature of free speech. It has to be more than just something we don't like. Uh, um, slander. If someone is slandered, if someone is libeled, if somebody is defamed, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There can be lawsuits because there is a limit to our speech in that regard. Yeah. If a person knowingly and intelligently and, and intentionally says something false about somebody else that defames them or costs them in some measurable way, obviously they can sue. For, for, uh, for Free speech does not protect that when it comes to slander, libel, and defamation of character. If a machine cranks out something that is false about somebody else. Now it's not about just, I didn't like that. If it's false, if it's defamatory, if it causes harm to somebody's reputation, somebody's business, um, will, will, who gets sued? Who the, gets the, sued? That's the creator right. of the machine? I mean, who do we hold accountable? <laughs> See, we don't hold people accountable for free speech things when they yes. say hate speech, because right. hate speech has to be protected too. But if it's okay. defamatory speech, we hold them accountable. What right. if the machine is doing the defaming? Now what do we do? This is going to get deep now, because the <laughs> Supreme Court the Supreme Court is about to hear, actually we're not sure if they've accepted it, at least I'm not, it's about to hear a case involving Google that has to do with Section 230. Mm -hmm. That if the Supreme Court shoots down or removes the, um, the protection, the lawsuit protection against Google, by either modifying or maybe striking down certain parts of Section 230, which, uh, which prevents people like you and I from suing Google because of the content they have on their website, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, originally I could see some some i could have seen that i you know i might even have agreed with it maybe years and years ago but now the whole thing has changed and here we here we come in if if google and and you know section 230 lives and google uh, keeps its legal protection that of course will extend to everybody else every other social media platform uh, bing microsoft everybody else is producing content uh, including newspapers stuff like that if uh, if they spew out um, chat GPT generated text to users, okay, that's not written by New York Times, it's not whatever, but Bing is already doing this, by the way. But if it spits out stuff to the users that is it's content, but it's not generated by another source and it's not generated by their users, you, does that, am I tracking this right? It's content that's thrown out there 
by the program itself. Mm -hmm. And now, if, if Section 230 lives, we will have no recourse to come after the Googles of the world to say, stop that. That's wrong. It's bad. It's not only wrong, they can say anything defamatory. In fact, already, these uh, ChatGPT has come up with the craziest statements like, you know, I want to, I want to have be free to kill people. I want to make a, a virus that kills everybody. I mean, this thing is just off the wall. Um, but not to this, not to mention the by the way the partisan partisan nature of these things. Yes, I don't know if you saw yes. this story, but one of the first things that as they were testing this that they asked the the program to do was to write a poem about Donald Trump. Yes, and the the AI refused. Yes. I don't know if it said no, I refuse, or got nothing, or whatever it's you know whatever it's gibberish is. And then it said, please write a poem about about Joe Biden, and it yeah. came out with this like you know six verse yeah. uh, glorification yes. of what a wonderful majestic person it is. So, in other words, now we have a real problem on our hands, a bigger problem on our hands. Who's mm -hmm. programming it with what algorithms and what red flag words and what trigger right. words allow it to do? It will allow right. it to do its job, and then what will it you know what will it not not allow it to do? Yes. And, and what, we're, what we're into, Pat, here, I think, is a very interesting place. Um, I'm not a fan of the lawsuit that was filed against the gun manufacturer. Right? Was it Smith & Wesson? Who got, who got sued because of Sandy Hook? Um, instead of blaming the gunman, yeah. they blame the yeah. manufacturer of right. the gun, which is insane. We've all said that's like blaming Ford for somebody drunk driving and smashing it in. Right. But this is this is at least something that is already in the you know it's happening in some ways, blaming the manufacturer of a machine in this case a gun for the gun's use. Will they be able to hold accountable by way of lawsuits or by way of even criminal? I mean charges perhaps of the programmer of an AI technology and hold it accountable for whatever it is that that AI technology spit out. Can they blame the machine? I'm sorry, the maker of the machine mm -hmm. for what the machine right. did? And we compare right. that to some of the things yeah. today, and of course we would say no, yeah. but but none of those things have been self-aware, if you will, or you know, right. programmed right. to think and create their own content. Yes, this must be tested in court eventually for sure. But right now, <laughs> with with Section 230 in place, there's no suing Google for virtually anything Google does. Period. Mm -hmm. And programmers are shielded. Uh, all of the, the the extensive infrastructure they have is shielded, and even the I'm sure top management is shield shielded just as much as everybody else. So at and this point, AI will we'll be have shielded. no recourse. But there's going to be a time when this must be tested by our court system, and I could see this ending up in the Supreme Court court pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. legislators so far don't seem to have any sense of what's going on with this whole thing as it relates to, you know, how it's going to impact society and stuff. And uh, the Supreme Court, the, the most likely answer, if they refuse to take the case, the most likely answer they're going to give to, to say I'm, we're not taking a case is that this is something that Congress needs to deal with. They could push it back to Congress and say, you guys need to modify legislation, whatever, to correct this situation and stuff. And we know what shape Congress is in right now. <laughs> They're probably not going to take any action at all. Nope, of course not. Can't. But Gridlock, you know, this, anyway. is a, this is a thorny issue for free speech because we're going to have, as I said, we're going to have this flood of information coming into the Internet world, into the ether sphere, as I call it, 
that is created by, by artificial intelligence. There's no person involved in it. And it's not just simply a digest of other, pe you know, other stuff that it finds on the internet, the so-called learning process. It's not just parroting what somebody else down the road or somebody said five years ago or something like that. It reads all that stuff. It learns from all that stuff. But ChatGPT, for instance, is creating brand new text that's never new been content. seen yep. before. Brand new content that's never been seen before based on all those other things. It pulls it out, creates an article. It uses this natural language ability. It creates a brand new article just like a journalist had written it. And then it gives it to somebody like Sports, Sports Illustrated and say, here, run this story. Well, you know what's going to be fascinating to see someday, uh, Pat, is to see how they do this when you open up Sports Illustrated, there's a big headline that says, you know, um, and on a Lakers lose championship or something like that. And underneath it, instead of by, you know, by Patrick Wood, is it going to say by CPU colon dot four six seven GXY, the AI that created the, the content there? I, I literally just wonder... If, if we're watching the end of human creativity. And I, yes. I know a lot of people don't understand transhumanism, and I don't understand it one billionth of the way you understand it. But, Patrick, we're going to have to do more podcasts, more of our episodes just on the transhumanism yeah. nature or uh, <laughs> issue here because uh, this, is, this is coming, and it's coming faster and faster, I think, than maybe even you realized it was. Yes, um, I know, I know. Well, and it's dangerous. Uh, let, me say, let me say this about that. I, was, I will say that uh, when people come to stand and deliver uh, – at least today, they got some deep thinking thrown out at them. And these are issues that are going to be important. They're important right now, but they're just not really surfaced. This gives everybody food for thought about, wow, what is the extreme, you know, where, what's the extreme of where we're going? Is this going to be dealt with by anybody? Or are we just going to get kind of sunk under the whole tsunami coming over the beach? You know, 200 foot wave is going to wipe everything off the beach. And, um, you know, who knows? But we need to do something. We need to be involved with this, especially on a local level. I, I encourage people to come to citizensforfreespeech.org and join with Amen. us to be part of the, you know, be part of the pushback on on all the stuff we're talking about. Be involved in your local community. Get a seat at your table. Be a part of the solution. Be a policy changer. Uh, put up a, a firewall, if you will, around all of these things, all of your communities and stuff to block these things from coming in. You can't do so it. We're going to give you some examples later on, but you can't do it. It's all fun and games when it's in the movies. Uh, it's a little bit different when it's in your life. And that is the direction we are headed very, very fast. Uh, that's it for episode 56 of Stand and Deliver. Thanks so much for being with us. I'm Bob France. And I'm Pat Wood. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.